Yo, yo, mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check. Yo, shout out to everybody in the building right now. Uh, midnight in the building, Dunnass. Shout out to all you guys. Uh, welcome, uh, Michael Asante to the building. You feel me? If you guys never heard of this guy, this guy's the real plug. You feel me? He's been in the game for a minute. He's been doing his thing. Like, you know what I mean? He's been shaking and baking. A lot of people don't know these people. You feel me? So I got to put you guys on who you guys need to know and who you guys need to connect and who you guys need to follow. Because this industry is about, it's all about who you know. It's all about the connects that you have. You know what I mean? So welcome, Michael, to the building. You know what I mean? Give yourself a little bit of introduction. Let the people know where you're from, what do you do. You know what I mean? Give a little, a little bit of background information about you. Thanks for having me, man. Man, my name is Michael Asante. Um, you know, raised in Toronto. Um, you know, I do A and R. Um, I've dabbled into like music management, promotion, um, film events and parties, a little bit of everything. So, now I'm excited to to be here today. Appreciate you for having me. Okay, dope, dope, dope. I appreciate you for actually accepting this. You feel me? I was trying to get you in to do like a live event, but this whole lockdown mm. shit <laughs> happened. You know what I mean? So we mm. had to like figure something out. You know what I mean? We had to we had to be innovative and come up some way for the people to meet you. Because like one thing I'm trying to do in the city, one mm. thing I realized, especially in Toronto, there's like a disconnect. There's a disconnect with the people that's like in the industry. And the yeah. people that's trying to make it in the industry, you know what I mean? Right, it's like right. people that's in the industry, you don't know who they are. Like it's like, mm -hmm. it's like they hidden. It's like they hidden somewhere in a in a building somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm finding who you guys are. I'm finding what you guys do, and I'm trying to like connect you guys with the underground, with the any artist that's trying to come up. So I'm glad we we were able to get you on here, even though it's it's not the best. It's not the best, you know, environment, but like it's something. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Yeah. Whatever I can do to help and support artists, that's all that matters. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Me. Yeah, so just, just to start it up and all that, you know, so since you've been really working in the game, you know what I mean? You started A&R Report and things like that. One thing I really wanted to ask you, like, what, what really got you into the music industry and wanted to do the whole A&R Report and, and connect artists with, like, industry professionals? Um... I just felt like I started about 10 years ago and I felt like, you know, back then there was a void um, in terms of, you know, just the music industry. Um, there was a lack of infrastructure. I feel like there still is a lack of infrastructure. And for what I wanted to do for my peers and people, um, you know, like artists and songwriters and producers was just give them opportunities to connect with industry executives. So I created the A&R report just as a means to um, just, you know, showcase this up and coming talent, especially coming from Canada. Yeah. Um, and it blossomed into, you know, from a newsletter into a blog and um, into a platform. Um, you know, right now it's under construction just because, you know, um, you know, just the industry is changing. So, you know, I had to figure out a way to help and support artists in a better way. So I've been focused more so on mentorship, um, you know, letting artists know, you know, in terms of, you know, setting up their businesses you know, setting up split sheets, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I feel like the foundation is very key when it comes to growing a music career. So I've been yeah. focused mainly on mentorship and, you know, just servicing artists rather than just showcasing them. Okay. Um, I feel I feel like there's a lot of other platforms that do that and do that well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've shifted my, um, I would say my focus in terms of, in ter instead of just, you know, showcasing the artists, I'm, I'm more so, you know, providing a service and, and being of and being helped to them, you know. So, yeah. What made me start the inner report, man? I just really wanted to provide a platform for people in the city. Um, 
that's really what it stemmed from. That was my initial intent. Um, and, you know, we got a few people, a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. um, you know, some songwriters, some producers, we got a couple of artists signed. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me to actually, you know, create something and actually see people shy from it. So it started in about 2010, you know, we're still going, um, you know, we got a huge database of contacts You know, I've been able to utilize it as an, op- as a, as a badge, I say a badge of honor because it allows me to go into like i've been i've been able to go to many shows many conferences festivals um you know it's allowed me to actually connect with a lot of people as well um so i look at myself as an ambassador of you know the city of toronto when it comes to hello yeah okay can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah i can yeah, man. So I, I just look at myself as an ambassador to the city, you know what I mean? Like, I just really want to be a vessel when it comes to, you know, putting on up-and-coming talent. So, yeah. you know, that's what my intention is now, you know? Um, you know I've, I've, I've spent years doing it, and, you know, now it's time to give back. Yo, definitely. I'm glad you're getting back in the game, because I feel like the city needs, like, trailblazers like you. Uh, we did a previous uh, Meet the Connect event with Nice Sound, and I'm trying okay, to yeah, keep my yeah. guy. Yeah, I know you know him. You know nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's with him. And I'm trying to show him, like, yo, people, I got to celebrate guys like you. One thing I realized about the city, they don't celebrate guys like you. They don't put guys like you on a pedestal where they be like, yo, these are the people that we need to celebrate. Because guys like you take yeah. chances. You know what I mean? Guys like you buy plane tickets just to go to L.A., just to go to Atlanta, just to go to Chicago, just to meet, just to meet one person and make a connection. So... Yeah. The fact that you guys take these chances and take and invest within yourself to actually build something, and I feel like I feel like something like that needs to be celebrated. You guys need to be booked for seminars. You guys need to be booked for speaking engagements. You guys need to be booked for like for like recording sessions just to come to the studio. You know what I mean? I feel like guys like you are the superstars in the city that the city needs. You know what I mean? You know, it, it starts with investing in yourself. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, after some time, it, it, it gets a little tough when it comes to when you're putting up your own money and you know, you're trying to do anything you can to support the artist. But, you know, one thing I can say is just never give up. Never give up. Just try to find ways to reinvent yourself. Yeah. You know, try to find ways to take a look at, okay, well, how much money did I spend this year? All right, well, what were the what were the um, achievements, you know, in terms of this year and measure that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then it's going to allow you to actually make better moves and better decisions going forward. So, um, nah, it's nice to somebody that, you know, he's a, he's a brother of mine and I see him working too. And, you know, it gets, there's times, he'll tell you, there's times when it gets tough when it's like you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Nobody cares, this, that, and the third. But um, it's never, never forget your intentions and never give up and just always measure you know exactly what it is you're doing because if you're spending all this money and you're not measuring okay well how is this making me successful then you're never gonna win yeah you're right you're definitely right about that and like 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 you said if you didn't make all these investments within yourself i wouldn't even know know you i wouldn't even want to book you you know what i mean it's the fact that you did you did all these work you did all these investments and I met you at the seminar that I went to and I, and I heard you talking, you know, cause like, mm. like just words are powerful. You know what I mean? Experience is powerful as much like people think like, Oh, you might not be able to do this. Might not be able to, but the fact that you have experience, you have the knowledge because mm-hmm. knowledge is like priceless. You feel me? 
the yeah, fact that you have these knowledge, you were like uh, telling people how to go about this, how to market your music. I'm like, man, this is the guy artists need to know. Because the mm. way, the, the type of gems you were dropping and things like that. And I feel like a lot of artists needs to get in contact with you and actually like build some type of relationships with you. Right. Just off your experience, just off the knowledge you have. And yeah. just to follow up with, just to follow up based on what you said about people that you sign, people that you work with, like uh, just just a question, like what, uh, on top of your head, like which artists that you've signed or worked with that pretty much went viral or even went global or anything like that or signed to a major label that people... Sure. Like I wouldn't. I didn't sign him, but there was. An, I used to have a. I used to have a, a portal where I would um, charge ten dollars a submission, yeah. and this this is what it goes to in terms of like, you know, doing the research and investing yourself. So, um, some guy by the name of Dre London reached out to me through the submissions. He paid the ten dollars, um, and Dre London was a managing artist, but at, Dre, he still manages him. Um, he was managing an artist. He he manages an artist by the name of Post Malone. So. He literally spent ten bucks, and I have a great relationship with like Avery and Monty Littman. So like they're they're the presidents of um, Republic Records. Wow. So um, seriously, like I didn't do any business in terms of like oh if you get signed through my platform then you know give me a cut. But essentially that relationship is very very strong and key. You know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to relationships when it comes down to the music business, which is what wow. I've learned. But yeah, like somebody like Post Malone was, um, he's an artist that um, his manager literally did a submission or did White Iverson, they did it through the portal. This was back in like 2012 and 13, wow. I believe. Um, and we posted it on the site and then, yo, Avery and Monty hit me up asking who this artist is, where they're from. Wow. I let them know they were from Texas um, and then the rest is history. So that's that's one artist, you know what I mean? Wow. Um, that's a big flex, though. Like, <laughs> you make it seem like it's a light thing. Like, well, it would be a nice like flex if I, got a, if I got a <laughs> Post Malone is the most stream artist in the world. Like, that's not even, like, a light flex. Like, Post Malone is, like, on Drake level. It's Drake and there's Post Malone. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? That's, right, right. that's like the... Nice. the it would have been nice the, if I got... Eminem, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice if I got a check from it. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, regardless of... You know, check or not, it's just one of those things where you know I, I have a relationship with his manager, Dre London. He's one of the most powerful managers in the game right now. Wow. So you know, I'm able to you know contact him, get in a call with him, um, you know, find an artist for him. You know what I mean? Work with him on a business level. So um, that's you know, a, that's that's, cool. that's big right yeah. there. Just just I feel like the fact that you didn't get a check from it, but that relationship that you currently have with with the with the manager. That relationship is worth more than million, millions, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you never know. You might find a gem in Toronto, in Canada, wherever else, and next submissions, and you might find, okay, great. Since I have this relationship with this person, let me line this up. Let me do the contract work and see if I can get this 20% or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like, it's one of those things. It's a learning experience, you know what yeah, I mean? For sure, I for sure. It's one of those things in the music industry, like, you know, you're going to take some hits. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna look back and be like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. But you know, everything is a learning experience. So, um, you know, it's never a good idea to be salty about certain things. It's just about take the good with the bad and figure out ways to move forward. You know, so you know yeah. that's one of the that's one of the signings I pride myself on for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. That's good to hear. That's good to hear that you didn't you didn't feel salty about the situation and you didn't you didn't 
mess up the bridge with that that you built with the manager. You didn't say, like, forget this. Y'all ain't getting paid from this. Forget this guy. You know what I mean? One mm-hmm. thing I realized about this music industry, and I also learned from Night Sound, it's like mm-hmm. you can't take things personal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you really got to, like, <laughs> you know? You really got to be patient and watch how things unfold. You know what I mean? thousand percent. Right. Like, nice, likes to say a lot. It's a game, right? It's a game. <laughs> that's, game. That, that's one thing he was saying at the seminar. Yeah. You're like, this is a game. This is not your life. What? <laughs> this is a game. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to play the game right. You can't yeah. take nothing personal. You got to, like, you got to move with the punches. So that's one thing I feel like you 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 pretty much uh, exempt right there. You pretty much showing what it is. It's a game. Just you building that relationship with this guy, that relationship yeah. could last your lifetime, you know? Who knows what, what could come out this relationship? You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, just moving forward with the questions that I have, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, can you can you explain a little bit information on what A&Rs do in the music industry? Like, what do they do? Like, Oh, for sure. A&Rs, artists and repertoire. So it's essentially like artist development, um, you know, handling the marketing, just building an artist from the ground up, you know what I mean? And A&R is essentially the, the person who helps the artist navigate their vision. So, yeah. you know, from working on together on their album, on the rollout, um, to actually marketing and pushing the album out, you know what I mean? So, you know, as well as putting people together, you know, navigating that, um, you know, putting the pieces together um, and, you know, not to forget the admin as well. So making sure that the split sheets are right, making sure the songwriters are getting you know, properly documented and um, and paid, um, you know, as well as the producers um, and just making sure, you know, the whole vision of the, the talent, I mean, the whole vision of the artist gets um, seen and heard. Okay. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, also, do you feel like, ain't cause, cause like we're living in an era, everything is digital right now, right? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, everything is digital. Uh, I feel like a lot of artists, are doing things on their own, especially with, with all the distributions, digital kid and, and all the marketing things such as blogs. Like, you feel me? I feel like artists are kind of like doing things on their own. Yeah. You feel like A&Rs are useful as it is, as they used to be back in the day. Like back in the day, A&Rs used to like, you have to go to clubs, have to go to these events and things like that just mm-hmm. to find an artist and build them from the ground up. And I feel like these days A&Rs, are kind of mostly focused more like on the numbers on on you know what i mean they focus more on the data and things like these feel like they are needed at these these days yeah i definitely feel like ARs are needed the best ARs are the ones that you know go to the clubs go to the events you know um you know go try to figure out ways to grow their network you know what i mean because um, a lot of it is word of mouth as well you know um but in terms of um you know nowadays like you know ARs. Well, the ones that work in the buildings, a lot of them are just data analysts. You yeah. know what I mean? So they take a look at the numbers um, in terms of, okay, well, how, what's the social media following? Like, okay, how many streams are they getting on a week-by-week basis? Things of that sort. And they're able to, you know, take a look at those numbers and just to figure out ways to justify those numbers when it comes to, you know, figuring out if they want to sign an artist to a major deal. You know what I mean? So, you know, the game's kind of changed because there's a lot of tools out there that kind of show you whether an artist, whether an artist is going to be successful or not, but for me, I find that the best A and Rs are the ones that go out there. They figure out ways to connect, meet with the artist, um, you know, take a look at their hometown and see whether or not they actually have an impact. Um, you know, like I'm the type of person that's going to fly out, meet wow. the artist, um, you know, figure out. Okay, well, 
you know, is the artist, you know, big in their, in their city? You know what I mean? Do the D, are the DJs playing his record? Because um, if they're able to impact their city, then they're able to make other impacts other worlds, everywhere, other places in the world, you know? Okay, dope, dope, dope. That's, that's a good insight from you. So, yeah. uh, so like, there's tools out there, for example, like, sorry to cut you off, there's a tool out there called Next Big Sound. If you go online and just search Next Big Sound, you know, that's a tool that a lot of A&Rs use. And they literally just, they discover an artist and they'll plug their social media. Next um, big sound. Yeah, com. They'll plug well, their social so, media. So I hope you guys are taking that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. This guy giving you some gems right now. Make sure you guys <laughs> write that down. Next big yeah. sound. Yeah, next big sound. And it's literally just an analytical tool where the A&R will plug their, they'll plug um, the artist's, um, like social media platforms. They'll also plug like their Spotify and their Apple Music and Pandora, which is big in the States. Um, and then what they do is they get like a weekly report um, for the artist um, to let them know how, how the artist is doing. So if their social media numbers are growing, their streaming numbers are growing, that means the artist is starting to make a positive impact. So Next Big Sound is one of the platforms that a lot of A&Rs use uh, when it comes to um, just keeping track of an artist um, because Trust me, if you're doing your thing, if you're putting music out there and you're getting numbers, the A&Rs are going to find you. It's, it's not yeah. hard. It's not, it's not hard to find, especially with social media. Okay. So do you, do you find that everything is about numbers? Can, can artists be like good? Can, can they be dropping good music, but, uh, but don't have good numbers? Can, are, yeah, are, like I've, I've, that? yeah, some of the best, you know, some of the top music executives have signed artists. Like one, 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 one person who I, whom I have a great relationship with is um, No ID, for example. Um, and I, he signed no, Snow Allegra um, off of no numbers. You know what I mean? Wow. Just straight talent. You know what I mean? So there's A and R's out there. That will, there's possibility. Yeah, there's definitely a possibility. The pure A and R's, the ones that are about the music, are the ones that are going to sign you off of no numbers. You know what I mean? The thing with the music industry is that there's A&Rs and executives that are pure, um, that, that used to be musicians in the past. They used to be artists. You know what I mean? So they understand what it takes to develop an artist. But then there's A&Rs who are like marketers or businessmen. So they don't really care about the artistry. They look at the numbers. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's really about who discovers you and who finds you. But there's going to be someone out there who will sign you based off of pure talent. If you're talented and you stay consistent and you market your music, someone will find you. It's all about the music at the end of the day. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's yeah. definitely a possibility. Um, will you get a big deal if you don't have the numbers? That's another question. Okay. You know what I mean? But at least as far as getting your foot in the door, um, you know, raising some notoriety, um, you know, getting an opportunity to build it from the ground up, there's definitely an opportunity when it comes to signing with, um, with, a, with a major label. Oh wow! Okay, dope. So, like, how does an artist find an A and R? I feel like A and Rs are kind of like like these hidden superheroes. <laughs> they like they just come out at night somewhere. <laughs> like, who the hell you got? Where they from? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you yeah. can't contact them. You can't talk to them. Like, you know, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah. man, you got to get creative <laughs> when it comes to you know, being able to connect with an A&R, you know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of A&Rs, you always find them at festivals or conferences. Um, so figure out different settings in which you can connect with an A&R. You know, for me, like I remember back in the day, um, when I first started to go to LA, like in 2012, 
what I would do is, because um, a lot of the labels, they have like a campus. It's like a campus, it's set, the way it's set up. So I went to the head of, um, I went to the headquarters of Universal Music Group and I would literally just chill on campus. You know what I mean? I'd chill at the start, like they have a Starbucks right there, you know, by the office. So I would just open up my laptop, chill at the Starbucks. Um, and if I saw someone either familiar or someone who I felt like is somebody, I would just introduce myself like, hey, I'm from Toronto. Do you know where such and such is? Like, wow. just ask an open-ended question. Like, oh, do you know where the, um, you know, is, is there any restaurant here that serves such and such? Like, you know what I mean? That serves yeah. Chinese food, for example. Oh, no. And then that's kind of like an icebreaker. You know what I mean? Wow. And then you just ask, like, hey, like, you know, I'm from Toronto. Um, I work in the music business. You know, would you happen to know any, um, you know, A&Rs or people I should connect with? And then that person may tell them themselves, like, hey, hey, well, it's nice to meet you. I'm a, I'm a PR person. Um, like for example, you know, one of the first guys I met was this guy named Randy Anderson. Um, he's the head of PR for Interscope and that's how I met him. You know what I mean? Just simple as that. Just introducing myself, um, and just, you know, just being upfront and being straight up in terms of what I was there for, you know, and then he he became an ally and he connected me with other people, um, such as, I don't know if you know Tunji, but Tunji used to work at Interscope. Uh, he signed, um, well, he didn't sign, but he worked with he worked with like Kendrick Lamar. Wow. Uh, he works at he works at RCA now, so he signed Bryson Tiller. Wow. Uh, he signed um, Normani. He signed Wizkid to RCA. So um, even Freddie Gibbs. So like, you know, that's it's at the end of the day, it's a community. You know what I mean? And yeah, nice that was the same thing. Everybody knows each other in the the A and R industry. Exactly. And it's just, A&Rs are just regular people. Like, we're all passionate about music and we just want to figure out ways we can find the next big big thing. So if you come correct, um, there's definitely many ways you can connect and find an A&R. What I would suggest is invest in yourself. You know, take a trip. You know, um, go to the festivals, go to the conferences, go to the trade shows. Because um, a lot of A&Rs and executives are always on those panels. Um, you know, make sure you have a business card or make sure you have your contact card on your iPhone or your um, your Android set up so that when you get a contact, you're able to share your contact with them right away. Um, yeah. And you're able to build, you know, through text messages and emails and things of that sort. Um, there's so many different ways to connect with A&Rs. It is a fast world. So it's always important to make sure when you're communicating, you're communicating, you're, you're, you're giving them the right information right away, giving them what they need. Um, and you know, don't bombard them with your music because they get a lot of music every day. Make sure, like, if you're going to reach out to them, you give them the best quality music you can find because first impressions is everything, you know what I mean? So, you know, in terms of just making sure you connect with the right AR, like, you know, make sure you are straight to the point, you're direct, but also make sure that the quality is there, not the quantity. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And just to add to that, I wanted to ask you, uh, I just signed up for LinkedIn just like a month ago. A lot of okay. people let me sign up for it, and I seen you up there. Like, oh, this guy's on LinkedIn. Let me let yeah. me connect with him. So, do you do you suggest that a lot of artists make LinkedIn profiles? Because I don't find a lot of artists making LinkedIn profiles. Because I find there's a lot of ENRs on LinkedIn for some reason. Like, do you? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a community on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is a cool community when it comes to connecting with people, especially on the executive side. Um, yeah, like whatever social media platform, wherever the people are, is, is definitely important to sign up. Just make sure you put your best foot forward. You know, make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. You know, make sure you're able to highlight and create a portfolio. You know, showcase your highlights, things of that sort. 
Um, there's a dope tool out there called Rocket Reach. So what is you, that? It's, so basically what Rocket Reach is, is it allows you to get all the contacts on LinkedIn. Um, so, so for example, if you want to get Steve Stout's email, you're able to get it through Rocket Reach. So wow. as long as you're on LinkedIn, um, yeah, the website's rocketreach.co. So it's a cool website, um, but it gives you an opportunity to really um, connect um, with people on LinkedIn, but also get all their contact information. Yo, make sure you guys are taking these information down. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know these things myself. I'm taking notes. You know? <laughs> so make sure you guys are taking notes. Hey, these 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 guys will come around often to drop their their gems. You feel me? That's yeah, man. I really appreciate that. So you already know, but yeah, Rocket Reach is something that's helped me a lot. Um, wow. It's a cool website. Yeah, you just sign up. I think you pay like twenty dollars a month. Um, but it literally scans everybody's email um, wow. that they use on LinkedIn, um, wow. and it allows you to basically pull your contact information. So it's a cool website for sure. Wow, wow, wow! Thank, thank you. I'm taking all these notes down myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm in class right now. <laughs> you already know. You already know. But yeah, but yeah. Just to move forward with the questions, uh, what I want to ask you, like, since we're living in, like I said, the digital world, and there's like this independent movement going on where everybody want to like be independent and everybody's just against these labels mm -hmm. and things like that. What's your views on uh, artists being independent and, and them signing to a major record label? Do you suggest artists try the independent route and build build their, their music, build their profile, build their mm -hmm. fans? Uh, or do you suggest them go, and, go trying to find a deal right away or, or anything like that? What's your views on that? I think it just comes down to being honest with yourself and honest with, um, you know, who you are as an artist and what you're able to handle. You know what I mean? I would suggest, like, I think it's better to be an independent artist because it gives you more creative freedom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, the key, the key word is partnerships. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like as long as you're independent, you understand your business, you understand your brand, um, and you're able to partner up with the label, that's the best option that you can have. Because if you're able to run yourself through the machine, that's going to make you a bigger artist. You know what I mean? So, you know, working independently is going to be a long, hard grind. Um, but at the same time, like, you own everything, which is very key. But at the same time, like, as you grow, you're going to need support. You're going to need that PR. You're going to need, um, you know, a tour manager. You're going to need additional people to add on to your team. So as long as you understand your business and you know your business, yeah. I feel like staying independent is key. Um, but if you can figure out a way to partner up with a label, um, you know, just as simple as, you know, getting a licensing deal and what a licensing deal is. So basically what a licensing deal is not necessarily a record deal, but you're basically giving the label the license. So you're giving them the product, which is the music, and you're giving them the license to exploit and market the music. Right. And then what they do is they do like a split. Usually it's like 80, 20, 50, 50. It depends what you're able to negotiate. But the licensing deal does not last for a lifetime. It lasts for either two to five years or even more, depending on whatever you negotiate. You know what I mean? So licensing deals are better because, you know, the label is going to spend the money on the marketing. They're going to spend the money on the, tour, the promo. They're going to figure out ways to get to, to make your product as viable as it can. You know what I mean? So wow. licensing deal. You know what I mean? The reason why a lot of artists get put on the shelf is because the label will be like, all right, well, I'm going to sign you for a million. I'm going to advance you 500,000, but if they're not feeling the music and if they feel like, okay, well, our investment, we're not going to get, if we keep spending more money on this investment, 
we're not going to make any more money back. So what's the point to keep spending money? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, look at it as a stock. You know what I mean? You, you see a stock that looks, um, that looks good. Um, whatever kind of stock it is, you're going to, whatever you put up, you put, let's say you put up 10,000. If the stock keeps going down and you realize, okay, I'm losing all my money. Are you going to keep putting more money into it? No, you're going to either sell the stock or just see if it dies out or see, or hope that it, comes back, back up. up yeah you know what i mean so that's kind of how labels look at artists you know what i mean yeah, they have oh wow they have shareholders you know what i mean they're late major labels it's it's you know once they be once they become a shareholding company like you know they lose sight of the art you know what i mean so i find that you know from a label standpoint um they're just trying to make money off their investment and if they can't make money off from you and they sign you to a million dollar deal and your five-year term um, and they advance you 500,000, you either have to figure out a way to pay them back. Um, you either got to figure out a way to make the music that they want, that, that they think is going to be as viable as possible um, so that they can make their money back or you're going to get put on the shelf. That's wow. really what it comes down to. So, you know, from my standpoint, I feel like, you know, I would recommend creating an LLC, you know, creating an LLC or Yo. creating a... Write these things down. Write these things down. If you're in this, make sure you have your notepad taking information. Go ahead. Set up an incorporation. You know what I mean? Um, whatever you can do. LLC is in, in the States, but even in the States, like if you have business in the States, set up an LLC. If you're in Canada, set up an incorporation. Yeah. Um, name your company, whatever it is. C create a production company. Create a label. Um, and then just sign yourself to yourself. And then before you know it, track all your expenses. You know, make sure you get your split sheets right. So, um, you know, there's a there's a tool out there called SongSplits, SongSplits.com. Um, so that allows you to create split sheets digitally. You know what I mean? So you don't got to go out there and actually do all the paperwork. You can actually do it digitally just by signing up for something called SongSplits. And that will allow you to make sure that you get your um, split sheets right when it comes down to certain songs. Because a lot of artists, what they especially in hip-hop, what I find is that They'll find a beat on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they'll rap on it. Um, they won't even reach out to the producer. They won't do a split sheet. The song goes viral now. And now before you know it, like the artist is figuring out a way to connect with the producer now. And the producer's saying, Oh, you didn't you didn't pay me for the beat, and they get into all this legal trouble. So, you know, word of advice is, you know, set up yourself as a company, come correct. Um, you know, make sure you get your split sheets right so that when you know, when your song goes viral, um, you're not you're not being reactive, you're being proactive. You know what I mean? And you don't have to spend all this money that you've made on the song on legal. Um, you can actually spend it and actually reinvest in your career. Oh, wow. Yo, I hope you guys are taking all these information down because this guy's letting you guys know everything that you need to know. So I really appreciate you, you know, letting it all out, you know, because some people like to hold out these information. They don't like to share yeah. Like you can't, why you, why you don't share, share these information. <laughs> That's the fine. You need to, if you know these information, you gotta share it. You gotta, why you gotta die? Well, you don't have to die with these information, man. You have to share them to the people. That's what I like. I like sharing information. If I read somewhere, if I go to a seminar, I learn something, I, I tell my community, the people that I rock with, bro, go there, sign up there. You get 20 bands, go there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, no, people telling people, like the websites, uh, all the licensing deals, the deals, the certain deals that are out there. And just to follow up on that, what other deals that are out there? Since you said there's licensing deals with that, which I didn't know about, mm -hmm. which uh, which other deals that 
artists are able to sign with labels? Um, you know, a lot, a lot of labels, a lot of like developing artists will sign to a production company. So, or sorry, they'll sign a production deal, for example. So what a production deal is, um, and this is more so like a gem for like a manager or um, even producers per se. So, um, you know, if you set up yourself as a production company um, and you sign an artist to a production deal, that basically gives you the right to refusal when it comes down to um, publishing the music. So for example, um, let's say I find an artist, artist A on the street and I sign on to my production company. That means I'm allowed, I basically, I'm the person that is going to be producing their music. You know what I mean? So a lot of the, the production is coming from me. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of artists, they do sign to a production company, yeah. um, which is, it can be a good, it can be a good, it could be a good opportunity because it gives you an opportunity to get production for free, which you don't have to pay up front for. Um, and then also an opportunity to work with a producer that's well-known because a lot of well-known producers um, create production companies and sign artists to production deals. Um, but if you're a producer, um, set up a production company, um, I think is very important because it allows you to actually um, sign artists to yourself, sign producers to yourself. And at the same time, um, you know, you can also reach out to publishing companies and get a publishing deal um, for your production company as well, if it's doing well. What do you, so when you say publishing deal, like pu explain that, explain that to them. What, what is publishing? Uh, well, publishing is, um, shoot, whenever your song gets in, on an album, you know, it's published. Um, so for publishing, um, let's say, for example, your music gets played on um, a TV show um, or gets played in a movie, um, that's publishing. Um, whoever owns the publishing is able to exploit the master um, and get your music played on those kind of platforms. Um, so it's very important to own your publishing um, because that allows you to get paid not just for CD sales and streaming, but also get paid for, um, you know, in other areas as well. Like, let's say, you're, for example, your music gets played at the Raptors game. You know what I mean? Whoever owns the publishing is getting paid for that. Um, so it's very, very key to know who to, to own your publishing, but it all really stems up from making sure that you get your split sheets right. Okay, dope. I'm just going to read a couple questions that I see popping up right now. I got two sure. questions that just came in. One from Midnight. He yep. said, uh, most producers don't ask for a split, but just a lease fee. Should we as artists offer a split in good faith? Like, should they offer a split? Um, yeah, I definitely feel, um, if, you're, if you're thinking long term, um, you know, if you're thinking bigger picture, um, I definitely feel like you should offer a split. Um, because then that's going to give you um, a piece of the publishing when when things go right. Um, because you know, if producers are, producers just want to get paid, so when they're offering you a lease fee, they're just trying to figure out a way to get paid for their their work. You know what I mean? And at the same time, um, you leasing the beat is only you're only leasing it for a certain period of time. So it's like, for example, it's like how do I put it? Um, it's like owning, it's like you're not owning, it's like it's like leasing an apartment. You know what I mean? You lease it for a year, but you don't own the apartment, but you can stay there. Okay. You, know, you can live there, you can shower there, you can do whatever you want with it. But, you know, once the lease is up, you got to get the hell out. You know what I mean? So when wow. it comes down to this beat, it's like, you can lease it, you can do whatever you want with it, you can record on it, you can get other rappers on it, other artists on it, whoever, um, but you don't own it when it comes down to it. So the worst thing that could happen is, 
you know, that producer sells the beat to somebody else. And then once your lease is up, that's it. You know what I mean? So you're not able to, they can come after you and, and say, okay, well, can you take the song down from your Spotify or can you do this, wow. that, and the third? So as far as leasing a song, um, it's the cheapest option, but it's not the best option because you don't own the song. So, um, you know, I would suggest personally, um, yeah, offer a split and at least that way that gives you ownership of the song and then you can take it from there. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, good insight, good insight. If you guys have any questions, just drop your questions while I'm doing the interview with him. I ask some of the questions that you guys have. Make sure you write, write your questions in the chat and I make sure to ask some the questions. The next question I got from uh, Big Yos, I don't even know how to pronounce dude's name. He said, how to pitch publishing for video games or movies? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so, you know, my, there's, there's a strategy when it comes down to it. And, you know, a lot of the video games, for example, like Activision, um, they always have a Activision, like they do, who do they do? Um, I think they do Call of Duty. They do Tony Hawk. I don't know. Like they do a lot of games, but every video game company, every movie company, they all have a music supervisor, right? So one thing that's very key is to find out who the music supervisor is for these platforms. You feel me? Um, let's say for, for example, it's, it's film. Um, let's say one of the companies is Miramax. So you find out who a music supervisor is for Miramax and then you pitch your music to them, you know, so kind of similar to how to pitch, how you would pitch your music to a, a playlist, a playlist like Spotify or Apple music. It's kind of the same thing. They're just looking for music that's owned, that they can license, um, that also has all the split sheets done. You, you know what I mean? Because the worst thing that can happen is they want to get your music in the film but then they realize, oh, wow, you don't own the music or oh, you, you didn't do your split sheets or they can't pay everybody. You know what I mean? And then they're forced, they get sued um, when the movie comes out or they're forced to just take your, mu your music out the, out the film or the video game. You know what I mean? So um, find out who the music supervisor is. Um, and it's as simple as like using that tool that I told you just recently, rocketreach.co, you know what I mean? If you search music supervisor and you search based on whatever company, you probably find them on LinkedIn. You literally probably find them on LinkedIn, and then you'll be able to find their contact information from there. And then from there, you can kind of build, introduce yourself. You know, let them know that you're somebody who, um, you know, has a lot of music that they can share when it comes to their projects. Uh, and you're making their life easier. Whatever you can do to make their life easier, they're going to be receptive to, because they got to go out there and find music. So if you can, if you have good music yeah. that you that you know is going to fit the video game or you know that would fit like, you know, films and scoring and things of that sort, then um, reach out to the music supervisor. They're your best bet. Okay, dope, dope. Uh, I was also listening to a podcast one day and someone was saying he does a lot of music publishing, getting getting uh, songs into movies and things like that. He also mm -hmm. mentioned the key, the, the number one important thing for artists to get into these video games is to, ha to have the right metadata. Can you explain yes. what metadata means? What, what is that? So similar to what split sheets are, metadata is, to, is, is making sure that the right information um, is placed. Um, so for example, like once, if once one song, you have to ensure that you have the right metadata and the right metadata would be the producer's name, their first and last name, their publishing company, 
if they're signed to a publishing company, their PRO that they're signed to, so the performing rights organization. So for example, in Canada, it's okay. In the US, it's ASCAP and BMI. That's the metadata that you have to ensure that you have. If you have the right metadata, then it's gonna allow you um, to be able to you know, make their jobs easier and, and be able to get songs played. So it's very, very key to ensure that you have the right metadata when, when you're pitching songs because you know, the worst thing is like, you know, shoot, when people, when people send, um, for example, when like, like, let's say I'm trying to get a song placed and I'm working with a producer and artist and they don't have the right data, then I can't do anything with the song. The song's dope, but if you don't, if you don't know who the producer's um, publishing company is, if you don't know what performing rights organization they're signed to, anything like that, then I can't do anything because once I place the song, they're going to come after me regardless. You know what I mean? And they're going to tell me to take the song down and they're going to tell me, okay, well, we want an 80-20 split. Well, you take 20, we'll keep 80. Like, they have the leverage because, you know, the song's already placed and if it's doing well, then they can either decide whether to take the song down through legal, through legality, um, or they can decide to keep the song up. But if you don't have the right metadata, then, you know, it's what are you going to do, you know? So, you know, I find that it's very, very important to to just get your information right. Like when you're in the studio working with an artist, working with a producer, ask them like, are you signed to SOCAN? Or are you signed to ASCAP or BMI? Or, or do you have a publishing deal? Okay, dope, who's it with? You know what I mean? And get as much information as you can from them so that when it comes to, you know, registering your songs and getting it out there, um, you have all the data you need. Okay, dope, 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 perfect, perfect. Uh, since you mentioned SOCAN and all these things, do you, do, you, do you find that it's necessary for independent artists, especially artists that come up to, to sign up for SOCAN or do they have to, like, is it necessary? It's thousand percent necessary because SOCAN is going to go up there and advocate for you and make sure you get paid for your recordings. You know, one thing a lot of artists don't realize is when it comes to a commercial place. So for example, if I work at a bowling alley and I'm like, all right, well, I'm a general manager of a bowling alley and I want to come up with a playlist, right? I'm coming up with a playlist to play these 20 songs throughout the night. That bowling alley has to register. Um, sorry, that bowling alley has to. Sorry, yeah, that bowling alley has to get a license to play that song at the bowling alley. So, if I'm at a, if I work at a stadium at the Raptor, like Raptor Stadium, for example, you know what I mean. I have to get the license to play that song at the stadium. So any commercial place that plays a song. They got to register that what they play. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, um, you know, as an independent artist, it's key to sign up for SOCAN because you'll get paid for your your work. You know what I mean? And a lot of independent artists, they don't they don't sign up for these companies because they feel like it's not going to do anything for them. But they don't realize once they get that publishing check, that check is is beautiful. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. very key to to sign up for companies like SOCAN. Um, to register your songs, if you're if you're in the states, you know, sign up for ASCAP, BMI, um, and make sure you know you 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 do your split sheets and get your songs registered so that anyone anyone in the world that plays your song from a commercial standpoint, even radio, um, you'll they'll make sure you get paid for it. So it has it has to get recorded. So at the end of the day, if you're an independent artist and you got a song playing in Nigeria, for example, at a commercial radio station they have to record that they played your song and you'll get paid for that oh wow wow 
that's dope. That's dope. I try to sign up for Soakin as well because I'm trying to start up a indie label to try to lose some music. Yeah. I found, they send me some application. Yeah. You find out like artists just just have to just go through the process to just. You have to trust the process, man. You have to trust the process. The biggest artists in the world are signing yeah. for Soakin. You know what I mean? Drake signed up for Soakin. Wow. Weekend is signing up for Soakin. So, and they're getting paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. You have to sign up for these companies, and you have to make sure you got the right the right metadata to to make sure that you get paid properly and get paid fairly. So Soakin handles what does Soakin handles publishing only? What else do they handle? Uh, they handle publishing. They handle royalties, so mechanical royalties, um, any kind of royalties. So if you're if you're getting paid, if sorry, for example, um, you know if your if your song is getting played on a digital platform, um, any platform that's commercial yeah that needs to be that needs to register or sorry that needs to um register your song uh, sorry not register what's the word i'm looking for um that needs to record what songs they played um they'll get they'll make sure you get paid from that yeah you know yeah. what i mean so it comes down to making sure your foundation's right and i'll say it again and again get your split sheets done get it done you know what I mean? Get it done. Make sure you have an agreement with the producers and the artists that you work with and, you know, figure it out. You know what I mean? If you have to put up a bag to get that publishing um, on the song, pay the producer $500 or pay them a, or do a split where it's like the producer gets 70, you get 30, whatever it, whatever it is. Because there's nothing that's worse than putting the song out, it going viral, and then you have to pay so much money on legal fees um, just so that you can, you know, retain ownership of the song. You know, you might have recorded the song and rapped on it, but you didn't make the beat. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very, very important that you have an agreement with the producers and the, other, the additional songwriters that you work with. Okay. All right, dope. Uh, so, like, what other services do you recommend for artists to, to sign up for besides SoCan? Like, is like, okay, let me just ask you this question. Okay, great. You an artist. You just became an artist. You drop. You just recorded a song. Give me some steps. Like, okay, great. Register for SoCan. Great. Uh, register for for your business. What are some steps for an artist need to do to make sure they have a successful career so they don't get burned in the music industry? What would you suggest? Wow, that's an open-ended question. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Just give me some. Because right now you say SoCan. It says artists have to sometimes register for the LLC incorporation and things like mm -hmm. that. Like, are there some steps that artists need to take to make sure that they have their business in order, their music business in order? Figure out what your budget is. Um, you know, I think budget is key. Um, you're not going to make any noise if you don't have a budget. So even if your budget is $1,000, figure out what you can do with the thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Whether it's print t-shirts, you know, um, distribute CDs, whatever it is you could do, you have to figure out what your budget is. Um, and then once you're able to figure out your budget, then you can figure out a game plan in terms of coming up with a marketing plan. Um, I think a marketing plan is very key. Um, with a thousand dollar budget, you may not be able to do a lot, but there's certain ways you can market yourself by, you know, burning a few cds setting up a couple of t-shirts you know um you know distributing a couple of posters around the city whatever it is that you can do to make some noise within your community um i think it's very key 
Um, what else? Um, there's so many ways to go about it. Like, you know, if you're an artist and you don't want to get burned, like, you know, do you need a lawyer in the beginning? Not necessarily, but it's very good to have a lawyer so that you actually can actually um, set up the agreement that you need to set up, you know? So for example, like this, like when it comes to publishing, you want to make, you want to have an agreement with your producer. It's very key to, you know, have the agreement set up properly, you know? Um, so finding a lawyer and investing about a couple of, couple of thousand dollars in terms of, you know, making sure you get your agreements right so that, you know, you're not personally liable for anything that happens. Um, that's what I would say for the beginning, you know what I mean? Like understand who your target market is, like market yourself because you're your, you're your best marketer. You know I mean? No one's going to do it better than you can. You know what I mean? So figure out ways to market yourself. If you need to hire PR, hire them when the time is right. Cause PR costs, PR costs anywhere from a thousand to three thousand, four thousand dollars. Wow. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, you're in the content business. So the PR is going to need content for them to do the job. So I think the first thing's key is like invest in yourself and figure out a way you can create content. You know what I mean? Whether it's by developing videos, creating videos, um, you know, coming up with creative ways to, you know, market yourself on platforms like TikTok, Instagram, you know, Twitter, things of that sort. It's always, you know, good to find ways to, you know, market yourself. You know what I mean? So um, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're an up and coming artist, it's very, very key to figure out ways to create content. Content is key at the end of the day. You're in the content business. And, you know, some of the biggest artists in the world, um, you're competing with them because it's an open playing field now. Anyone can play. You know what I mean? All you need is a distributor, like TuneCore, Kids, uh, DistroKid. Uh, there's AWOL. There's Foundation Media. There's so many different distributors. What is you know AWOL? What, what is AWOL? AWOL is a distributor as well. You're a digital oh, distributor. Okay. Yeah. So AWOL's through Sony. So AWOL's a uh, a partnership through Sony. Um, but yeah, make sure you have distribution, which is key. You need distribution, digital distribution. There's Empire, which is out there as well. Um, so yeah, like find a, find the best digital distributor. Figure out a way to connect with the marketing team. But it all starts with you understanding you yourself as an artist, understanding your brand, understanding you know, what content strategy you have put in place um, and just staying consistent, you know, staying consistent is very key as well um, because you're competing, you know, not just with up and coming artists, you're also competing with the biggest artists in the world as well. Um, and everybody is fighting for attention. Dope, dope, dope. You give a lot of information, you know what I mean? Because I just wanted to, everybody to know exactly how to go about things. Since you said there's the SOCAN, a lot of people don't register for SOCAN. Mm -hmm. I would like to let people know, okay, great, you got to register for SOCAN. If there's other other services that I was missing, I wanted you to add that as well. That's the reason why I asked that question. Mm -hmm. you know what I, mean? I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're dropping a lot of information. <laughs> it's, a lot to, it's a lot to take. That's why I really wanted you, because that's, like I said, I had, when I went to the seminar at Nia Center, I'm mm -hmm. like, man, this guy really dropping a lot of gems. And I took a lot of notes that day. And I save a lot of notes too, and I was able to share it with the community that I have, right? But I wanted oh. to hear it from from your mouth as well, right? So another question that I have for you, right? Uh, mm -hmm. What would you say makes you the the perfect fit uh, for being an A and R? 
Um, I wouldn't say it's a perfect fit. Like at the end of the day, it's all about taste. You know what I mean? Like we're all, like we're all A and R's at the end of the day. Producers are A and R's. You know, you're an entrepreneur. You're an A and R. Like we're all A and R's. We're all looking for, you know, up and coming talent to work with, to develop, to help and support. And that's really what an A and R is. You know what I mean? It's it's artists and repertoire. So, um, you know, I think it's it comes down to you know having great networking skills, you know, being able to um, decipher music, you know, quality music from, you know, less quality music, um, you know, being able to uh, connect with artists, you know, I think, because at the end of the day, the music industry, it's it's all about the artists at the end of the day. With no artists, there's no industry, you know what I mean? So um, you have to have the ability to connect. You have to have interpersonal skills. Communication skills is very key as well, to be able to talk and connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, you know, write properly professional emails. Because a lot of A&R work goes through, you know, writing emails, um, communicating with others, you know, phone calls, things of that sort. There's going to be times where you don't get your way, but it's always important to stay professional, um, you know, understand what your vision is. And, yeah, I think as far as an A&R, as far as an A&R, like, you know, anyone could be an A&R. It just really comes down to having the vision um, and, you know, finding an artist and having a vision for them as well. Okay, dope, dope. And also, what would you say is uh, is the quality of good music? Like, how do you know a song is a hit? How do you know, damn, this song is dope. Let me see if I could, like, get these managers, get these A&Rs on it right away, see if I could get this artist signed right away. Do you have, like, a, a, a sound that you're going for? Is there something that catch your ears? What is what what makes a good music to you? Uh, man, it's a hard question to answer. Like I, I think if you know you know you know you know it's a hit when it's a hit. You know what I mean? Like if it makes you feel good, if it makes you dance, if it makes you feel a certain type of way, whether it's you know getting you in your feelings, if the songwriting is on a level, you kind of know what hits a hit or a good song is a good song just by you know the the way it's done you know what i mean i, I think it's kind of hard to answer that question in terms of you know what kind of sound you're going for because music it just has this it has this magic and this type of way to make you feel good when it makes you feel good so um i wouldn't say i i can't really answer that question when it comes to like when i know what to hit you just kind of know you just have that feeling yeah you know you get excited you want to just tell your friends like and that's what A&Rs do. Like, they, they tell their friends, they tell their colleagues, you know what I mean? They tell their boss, like, whoever it is. And they get excited about these kind of things because, you know, they're the ones that drive it. Like, they're the driver when it comes down to um, an artist's career. You know what I mean? So, you know, an A&R's job is to kind of navigate and figure out a way to amplify and, um, you know, make, you know, the artist's voice heard and, and loud as possible. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, I think when you when you hear a song, you when you know it's a hit, you know, you know, you have that gut feeling, and it's your job as an A and R to go out there and figure out ways to amplify it. Okay, dope, 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 dope. Okay, so how do you know the artist you're working with is the right fit? Like, do do you, do you, do you, do you measure based on the artist's energy, their their vibes? Like, how do you know if they're the right fit for you to even put? You Definitely in? vibe, um, energy, um, work ethic is very key. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I love artists who also have a business mindset as well. Um, that actually, you know, they they understand, you know, where they want to take the career. They have a vision for themselves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very, very key, especially nowadays. You know what I mean? Um, because a lot of the, a lot of the, um, a lot of it's put into the artist's hands in terms of, okay, well, you know, like the artist, the artist is pretty much, they're the driving force. You know what I mean? Um, you know, social media, you know, it's, it's made it a wide open playing field when it comes to promoting and exploiting your music. So yeah. um, an artist definitely has to have a vision for themselves and know what they want. And those are the artists that are winning right now. You know, artists who are able to kind of navigate, um, like for example, Drake does a really good job of it. You know, it's not- What are you talking about? No, I say Drake does a really good job of that. Like Drake's just not, for example, like he's not just, telling his team what to do or it's not just his team going out there and and pulling all the strings no drake does a lot of um he does he does a great job of navigating and you know um making connections and you know he's the driving force behind his brand you know what i mean his his team is just there to support him and and those are the artists that are the ones that do the best oh definitely so do do you suggest that uh most artists have a team do they do you suggest that they, they they're trying to find a director to work with that that kind of catch the visuals find a producer that kind of uh catch the beats they want to work with and like find a pr agent that that understand that their, their story do you do you, do you do you think that artists as an independent artist should definitely look for a team to, to actually be successful in the music business thousand percent um you know when you're starting when you're starting off it's going to start with you you know what i mean but you know it's very very important to kind of build a team because that builds consistency consistency you know what i mean so if you have a videographer that you go to you got a producer that you have a really good relationship with you have a pr person that understands your brand um and is able to market you um then you're you're setting yourself up for success yeah you know so um you know i think as an artist it's very very key to you know, as you're starting up, figure out, you know, who you work well with and, you know, figure out a way to kind of partner or build um, some sort of relationship with them so that when it comes down to your releases, you have that support from the get-go. Okay, dope, dope, dope. Just moving on with my questions. I'm going to ask the questions that's in the chat in a few. Uh, yeah. The other questions I'm going to ask you is, uh, what would you say is the one thing that every song must have for it to be solid, for, for like, to cross boundaries? Like one thing I realized, a lot of artists from Toronto, actually, mm-hmm. a lot of artists, they be making music, a lot of music, but they be making a lot of block music, like music that just stay within the block, within the city. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find that artists should be making a lot more global music that, that could play in different cities, different countries? Like what, what, what makes, what's the one thing that every song must have for it to be solid? Um, I think, I think great songwriting. I think songwriting is key. Um, you know, it's words, you know, words, words, words are very important. It's how you use them. You know what I mean? I think songwriting is very key when it comes down to, you know, making sure that your song can go universal. You know, I feel like a lot of artists, um, you know, that make just songs for their block. Yeah. It gives them some hood celebrity, but at the same time, like that's, that's far as it's going to go. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I think songwriting is very key and just figuring out ways to, you know, be universal when it comes to your songwriting. Um, okay, dope, dope. Uh, just to just to go on with the songwriting thing, there's been there's been a lot of how you call it, 
issues, people talking about songwriting and things like that. What's your take on artists collaborating with other writers, getting ghostwriters to write their song for them? What's your take on that? Um, I think it's just about being honest. Um, I think a lot of it is just being honest with your fans um, you know, when it comes down to the music. Um, you know, in terms of like ghostwriting and, you know, collaborating with other artists, I believe in that. Like, I think Facts, um, it's key. You know, collaboration is key when it comes down to the music industry. And, and, and collaboration is key when it comes down to anything. Anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's no I in team. And some of the biggest songs that you ever heard have the most collaboration. You know what I mean? Like someone you should, someone I look up to, like a Kanye West. Like if you look at his liner notes, his album liner notes, you're going to see about 10, 15 names on one song. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, there's there's input and there's people that are in the room that um, are able to share um, something within them that can contribute to a song. So it could even be, it could be a melody, it could be a word, um, but regardless, that's what makes the song. You know, so I think collaboration is very key. Um, I believe in capital collaboration. Um, you know, when it comes to ghostwriting, I just think it's, you know, a lot of fans just take it a certain way, especially in hip hop, because, you know, hip hop is, is raw. You know what I mean? It's honesty, you know, and when they feel like somebody's ghostwriting, you know, their song, a song, you know, it makes the fan feel like, okay, well, that didn't come from you. Like, then, then you're not real. You're not, this. you know what I mean? So, um, I understand where the fan is coming from, but I do get it from a musical standpoint where, um, you know, sometimes, you know, that particular songwriter is not able to perform the song. You know, there's one thing to write a song, but there's another thing to perform the song. Because you got to go out there, you got to go on stage, you got to sell it, you got to market it. And that particular songwriter might not be the best person to do that. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, this is the music business. So everybody plays a part, everybody plays a role. Um, and it's a team game, right? Like, like nice says, it's a game, right? So definitely, you got to know what, what, what role you have in this game. You know, there's a lot of talented artists out there that can write their own songs and also perform it. So that also, that gives you more leverage and that gives you more money in your pocket, which is very key, you know, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of artists out there that don't write their own songs and, you know, hip hop has now become pop in a way, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of pop artists that don't write their own songs. It's true. So, hip hop is really the pop ball. right now. It's exactly my pop culture, hip hop, drill music. That's all people listen to. If you go on a Spotify, that's where it has the most streams. That's all people really listen to. So you're right. Like, like how yeah, many know, can so. you make yourself? <laughs> you know, yeah. how many, how many, how many hooks can you come up with? Like all the time. Like that's why there's so many hit one hit wonders because now everybody could come up with a hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Fact. I mean? Fact. So, <laughs> so, you know, hip hop is um. You know, it's become pop and it's evolved, you know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of the biggest pop artists in the world, they didn't write their own music, you know what I mean? And there are people that we look up to, whether it's Madonna, whether it's even Beyonce, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah, I just think it's, you know, it's just the history of hip hop and, you know, where it stems from. But, you know, it's evolved and I think we just got to think forward, you know? Okay, dope, dope. Uh, another question I have for you, like, what can you tell us about music marketing? Since you like a music marketing guru, you know, all these, you have all these little apps, you got all these websites. So what can you tell us about music marketing? What tools do you use to promote artists and what tools do you, do you think that artists should be looking into to promote themselves as well? I think music marketing is, um, you know, comes down to PR, understanding your brand, um, but also 
Um, one thing that's key is um, is uh, streaming. Streaming. Yeah. Um, so if you're you're marketing yourself to the streaming platform, that's going to help you go viral. That's going to help you build your fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see if there's a website that I use a lot. It's called Music Industry Connections. Yeah, take some notes. Take some notes. What is it? Find it. Uh, Music industry connections. Um, Give me one second. I'm gonna see if I can find it for you guys. Um, But yeah, I think you know distribution. I mean, sorry. I'm streaming. Marketing to the streaming platform is very key. Like they're the platforms that are driving. You know, the 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 driving force right now. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm gonna put it in the chat actually. Yeah, I put it in the chat. It's music industry connection. Yeah. Um, so basically this gives you like, they basically give you um, a list of like all the streaming platforms, their contacts. Oh, wow. Um, so whether it's from Spotify to Apple Music, um, they give you a lot of the, the contacts when it comes to blogs nice. as well. Um, you have to hit it. You have to hit. You have to hit it in many different angles. You know what I mean. When it comes to music marketing, it's radio, it's the blogs. You know what I mean. So you got to figure out ways to kind of build your digital um, brand, whether it's through blogging. Um, it's also through streaming as well. You know what I mean. The streaming is what's it's driving. That's what's driving um, discovery. You know, when it comes to new music. Um, you know, and don't forget, like you know, when it comes down to you know what's it called, like burning CDs and just, you know, doing it from like the grassroots, you know, that's very key as well, because that's, that allows you to like, you know, build community within your neighborhood, you know? So there's, there's so many different ways to market yourself. But one thing I think is key is, is just figuring out ways to communicate with the streaming platforms, because that's what's driving discovery right now. So the Apple Musics, the titles, you know, the Spotify's, um, you know, figuring out a way to connect with the music programmers they're the ones who are creating the playlists. So if you can connect with them, if you can send them the music, um, I think it just starts with finding your distributor, whoever it is. So if it's DistroKid, um, use DistroKid, you know what I mean? Um, uh, set up yourself through DistroKid, make sure you have a release date for your song. Once the song is ready to go, send that Spotify link to Spotify programmer. Send the Apple Music link to the Apple Music programmer make their job easier, you know what I mean? Because they'll just, they're just, all they have to do is take that link and apply it to their playlist. As simple as that, you know? So, you know, one thing um, I learned, like I learned that from uh, Tuma, Tuma Basta. He used to be the head of Spotify Urban um, before he went to YouTube. And he used to just tell me like, Mike, just once you have that song ready to go, just give me the Spotify link and I'll be able to put it in certain things because it just makes my job easier. And he was able to show me how he does that through his phone. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? So it doesn't take a lot of work for these guys to put you on a playlist. You just got to give them the content when it's ready and you got to make sure it's quality content. Okay, dope. Okay, so I see that you uh, added the music, uh, the mycode.com on the chat. So do you have any other, uh, you call it, do you have any other platforms, any marketing tools that you think artists could use? If you, if you don't mind sharing. Um, that, that's that the main be. one, like, that's the main one. Um, yeah. And Rocket Reach, like I told you before, Rocket Reach, Rocket a lot Reach. of these programmers and yeah, rocketreach.co. So I'll even put it through here as well. Yeah, put them to it. That'll be dope. 
um, you know, a lot of these um, platforms um, that have the content, like a lot of these programmers, they're they're on they're on LinkedIn as well. You know what I mean? So if you just search Spotify programmer music programmer, you'll be able to find certain people that make the playlist. And a lot of them are just underground. You know what I mean? They, they're they're kind of like A&Rs. You don't really know who they are, but they're there. That's you know what I mean? And they're, they're powerful. So you just got to familiarize yourself with who's who um, and figure out a way to connect with them. And it's, it comes with proper business communication. You know what I mean? You got to be able to send a proper email, make sure you have a a catchy subject line, or it doesn't have to even be catchy. It can be direct straight to the point, like new artists from Toronto, Canada. You know what I mean? Um, you know, make sure you have a proper email and proper format and just send an email. You don't have to send too much information, but make sure you're directly straight to the point because, um, you know, you're, your you're, your you know, you're, you're, you're a business, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it, and I, and I understand like it's hard to kind of, you know, come cold when it comes to sending emails out. But if you introduce yourself, um, if you tell them where you're from, um, and if you give them what they need when it comes to music, they'll, they'll most likely reply, you know, at least 50 to 60% of the time. You may not get an answer right away, but it all comes down to consistency, you know? So familiarize yourself like with these guys, familiarize yourself with the names, you know what I mean? Try to figure out a way to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, if you see they're going to be at a trade show, they're going to be at a conference, you know, go to the conference, invest in yourself, introduce yourself, say, hey, you know, my name is Michael. I, I, I sent you an email about a, a month ago about my new music. What's the best way to contact you? Like, and just stay consistent. And before you know it, you're going to have that person in your pocket and they'll be able to answer every, every email going forward. Oh, wow. Dope, dope. I'm not even going to skip on that. And you saying, you know, Tuma, <laughs> you know, because that's kind of like, what? This guy just said, you know, the guy, like, that's kind of like, <laughs> this guy just been flexing on us and everybody, <laughs> this shit going over his head right now. <laughs> no, so, but like meeting someone like Tuma, that came from me. I went to Revolt Music Conference in 2014 when Tuma was the head of programming at Revolt. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? So that was in 2014. So I didn't know Tuma from a can of paint. But I had the a report platform. I was doing interviews. Um, and I just connected with Tuma on the level. You know what I mean? He was yeah. one of the African brothers that was there as well. I'm African. Yeah. Um, and we just connected on a level. I introduced myself. You know, I let him know where I was from. Um, I shook his hand. I asked him if he had a business card. And then from there, I connected with him. Um, and it started off of me going, flying all the way to Miami to go to this Revolt Music Conference, um, not knowing who I was going to connect with. Until this day, you know, I'm able to call Tuma on a, and text him on a, you know, on a first name basis. So that's love right there. You know, it, it just comes down to um, knowing who you're trying to connect with and figuring out a ways creatively to connect with them. Wow. Wow. Because you, you may not, you may not be able to connect with them the first time you meet them. But if you become a familiar face, if you're showing up at the conferences, if yeah, you're same. showing up at the building, right? you know, before you know it, they're going to be like, yo, who is this kid? All right, let me give him a shot. You know what I mean? So I think it's very, very key to, to network and, and, and don't take things personal because you may not be able to connect with the person the first, the first get-go. You know what yeah, I mean? Facts. So, yeah, facts. That's how, that's how I met you. I met you at the seminar. You know what I mean? I'm trying to reach out to you. Uh, I guess you were busy. You didn't get my call. You know what? <laughs> Learn from nice sound. Don't take things personal. So I just lay yeah. back and get back. And after a while, you hit me back. And you said, let's do it. I'm like, wow. You see, those... 
those those information really work. Not taking things personal and actually being patient and wait for the because I'm not you're not moving on my time. You know what I mean? I gotta give you your time yeah. to do whatever you gotta do. You know what I mean? So that's one thing exactly. I learned about the music industry. Especially that's one thing I learned about life in general. Like people don't move on your time. You know what I mean? Nobody got they don't have to answer your call. They don't have to message you right away. They don't have to like people could just read your message and not reply back. You know, it's okay to not get mad. It's okay to just be like, oh God, this guy, this guy left me unseen. It's okay to just leave it like that and just let the person answer you when they want to answer you. Maybe they were busy. Maybe they were, mm-hmm. maybe they were in a car accident. Who knows? But I'm saying like, it's okay mm-hmm. to not, like leave people do what they want to do when they want to do, when they want to message you, when they want to connect with you. So that's one thing I really learned now. And I apply, and I apply what I learned from the seminar with you. Cause I could have easily got offended when I call you didn't pick up or anything like that. I could easily got offended, yeah. but from what I learned, I'm like be patient, not, don't take things personal, and it and it really works. And you message me out of nowhere, be like, "Yo, let's do it." I'm like, "Ah, dope, that's really dope," and I got really excited. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. one thing. I yeah, and, and that's take. and that's off of your merit. You know what I mean? Like you you you've been taking the time, you've been putting your head down, you've been working. And, you know, I wasn't able to respond at the time. You know, I got busy. You know, new yeah, family and sure. everything, but. Um, I see you work. I seen you work. I was been seeing you work. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? I can respect that. You know, and I reached back and I was like, you know what? Let's do it. You know, that's, so, that's what I'm saying. I wanted to give everyone like a real example that I had yeah. things really work. You know what I mean? Because people be thinking yeah. this shit just happened. Things don't just yeah. happen. And especially you guys are coming. You guys are here right now. You guys took the time out. It's been like an hour and a half now. We're about to. End. We're gonna end this uh, Zoom meeting at seven o'clock. But well, you guys took the time to just be here to listen and things like that. You guys have to apply everything that you learn in your life. It's not even just about the music industry. This is just life skills. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if you yeah. apply for a job, they don't apply back to you. Take it. Be patient. You, you hit up this A&R, this producer, this artist. They don't get back to you. You see that they read your message. Don't take it personal. <laughs> Go on. Don't take it personal. Like, like low-key, I'm about to start this new job. This new A and R job this week, and um, the first time I applied, I made it to the last round. I was runner up, you know what I mean. I didn't get it, but I, and I was a little salty, but I didn't like publicly put it out there. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It, it just wasn't my time. This was two years ago, yeah. you wow. know what I mean. And then now, now I I reapplied and I got the job. You know wow. what I mean? So congrats, congrats, those congrats. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where like you gotta. You just got to be patient, you know what I mean? Like, you know, especially working in the music business is one of the hardest industries to get into. Definitely. Sustain and, and to stay in the industry. So, um, you know, you just got to be patient. Patient is key. Definitely, definitely. Wow. You see, I've, I'm, we're giving you guys real life examples so you guys see how things really work and how you're supposed yeah. to move in the industry. One thing I really realized in this, especially in Canada and Toronto, like mm-hmm. artists have to know how to move because it's, it's such a small industry in the city everybody kind of know each other you know because if you move wrong you did somebody wrong especially like an a and or somebody that's in the industry if mm-hmm. you if you left like a bad taste in their mouth and you're trying to reach to somebody else not knowing that that person you're trying to reach to might know the person you just put a bad taste in their mouth they now they, yeah. nah, they're gonna reach out to this person like nah i don't work with this person and that's yeah. why a lot of people get blackballed you know what I mean? It's because the way they move, they move wrong. You know what I mean? They, they move wrong. You got to know how to move right, especially in this industry. Moving right is, like, will get you far. Not taking things personal will get you far. Like, 
meeting a connect, not expecting them to listen to your music right away will get you far. Not expecting them to just give you their time will get you far. So one thing I want to share with everybody that's here, you have to move right. You know what I mean? That's one yeah. thing I learned for sure. Thousand percent. But yeah, let me let me ask you a few questions that I've seen uh, they sent in the chat. So one person asked, do you have an op open portal that they could submit music to right now? Um, yeah, um, if you just go to anireport.com, I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. Um, you can send music through there um, and it'll get directed to me. Um, and yeah, and if I, if I like it, we'll connect, you know what I mean? Um, but keep sending me music. Like, uh, I, 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 you know, the first song might not be the one that I like the most, but if you keep sending quality music to me, eventually you'll, we'll, we'll connect. You know what I mean? So, um, that's one, that's one portal you can connect me to. Okay. Dope. I have a next question. I don't want to miss everybody's questions because I have my own questions, but I'm going to make sure you guys get your questions in since you guys came in. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions somebody asked, it's a pretty lengthy question, but I'm going to read it the best of my ability for you yeah that uh how do artists want ads slash promo to gain tractions of fans everyone talks about a plan but what plan actually works people also talk about having a big budget but some a and have said money isn't really all you need how should an independent artist promote himself or songs to make a buzz i'm guessing the industry got a formula or a module they use to promote their artists um okay um yeah when it comes to running ads and promo i would focus solely on your community um focus on right like try to focus on where you 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 go you know what i mean so for example if you're an artist from the gta then make sure you run the ads in terms of location make sure you focus on like you know toronto bond brampton mississauga you know what i mean a lot of artists um the thing the thing with them is because when you do that, you're a familiar face. You know what I mean? Like, for example, if you show up in Vaughn at the time to the local supermarket, um, you might be familiar to someone. You never know. You know what I mean? So I find that the most target, like, because as a marketer, like I've worked in marketing for years, um, I find when it comes to targeting ads, um, I focus mainly on the community that I'm from um, okay. because then I'm, I'm able to actually build from there. You know what I mean? Um, because one thing I realized too is that like if you try to be if you're trying to be big in Atlanta and you're not there you're never you never travel there yeah you're not like you're not a familiar face then you're not gonna get traction you know That's what I mean unless you're just not gonna get traction unless you have like a some sort of photo or some sort of image that just you know what I mean that's very captivating that might generate a click through um, but that's rarely the case. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's very key to just, you know, try to focus on the, you know, the neighborhood or the, like the, the community that you're from first. And at the end of the day, like when it comes to these music execs, they travel all the time. So if you're bubbling in Toronto and you're the guy in Toronto, they'll know, they'll find you. They'll yeah. definitely find you. You know what I mean? So, you know, these A&Rs, they're always traveling. They're always coming to Toronto, you know what I mean, to see what's popping here, to see what's in the water. So, you know, I think it's very key to just focus on your neighborhood first. Um, you know, try to, you know, tailor ads towards that. And one thing about the internet is that we all know somebody from somewhere. So I might have a family member or a cousin or a friend or a colleague that follows me from Atlanta, LA, wherever. And I, I live in 
Toronto. You know what I mean? So if I'm messing with your music, then I'm going to share it. You know what I mean? I want to share it to my friends in LA and Atlanta. So that's how things go viral slowly, but surely, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, if you want to spend your money properly, focus on your community first, and then you'll be, able, you'll be able to measure that by taking a look at the streaming. You know what I mean? Um, and from there, you'll be able to see, okay, well, where else should I market my music to as well? You know, because there's a lot of artists from Toronto that are doing big in UK, that are doing big in LA. You know what I mean? So from there, then that, that allows you to see, okay, well, let me take a look at the streaming analytics. And if I'm doing well in LA, then okay, then maybe I should do some ads in LA as well. You know? So I think it's very, very key to take a look at the analytics, um, figure out where your fans are from, register for that thing that I told you earlier called nextbigsound.com. There's another- You got to see that next big sound. Yeah. There's another one called Sprout Social. Uh, yeah, let's put these things in the chat for me. That would be really useful. Uh, at least everybody else could save them, you know? thousand percent. So Spread Social is a, a great platform that is for social media. So what is it called? all you got to do Spread Social. How do you spell that? Can you write that down for me? Yeah, I, I, put, the, I put it in the chat. All right, it didn't come up for some reason. Let's see here. You have to share it to everyone instead of private. All right, let me see. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, your previous ones didn't come in as well. Oh, okay, okay. Put those up there so every at least everyone could just take notes. Take your notes, write these things down. There you go. It came up. Damn, I'm taking that shit down too myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for these tips, my nigga. Thanks for these tips. Niggas in school right now. I show you guys paid 20 bands a year <laughs> at George Brown. We get them just for like, you know what I mean? So shout out to shout out to Michael. <laughs> thousand percent. But like Sprout Social is like if you go on the site, Shopify uses it, Subaru Jeez. uses it, like big brands use it. And basically you just plug in plug in your social media handles. So whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and they'll tell you where your followers are from. And on Sprout Social. On Sprout Social. So wow. it's very, very important to know who your followers are, know who your target market is, so that way you can, you can do Instagram ads, you can do Facebook ads, and you can target them properly. Because the worst thing is you being from Toronto and you targeting fans in Las Vegas, but you don't got no fans in Las Vegas. So what's yeah. the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's going to help you drive your, um, no one's going to help you drive your engagement. So it's very, very key. Okay, dope. So do you find that Instagram and, and Facebook ads and YouTube ads, do you find these things work as a marketer? Do you, do you suggest that artists do these things or should they focus mainly on like getting on these blogs such as Six Buzz and things like that? What, what's your take on that? What's your take on, uh, on these type of marketing tactics? Um, I think it's very, very key to, um, hold on one second. Sorry. Use all of them, you know what I mean? Figure out a way to measure all of them. Um, uh, yeah, like that's a hard question because, you know, somebody may use Instagram, Instagram ads and it may work better for them than, you, you know, reaching out to blogs. You know, somebody may, you know, go out to the streaming partners and they get more success that way. Yeah. Um, but if you want to make a return on your investment, then I think it's very, very key to reach out to the streaming platforms um, because they're the ones that are creating playlists and the playlists are going to get you paid. You know what I mean? Um, but when it comes down to actually 
um, getting discovered, especially, you know, in your, in your neighborhood, um, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, they're very, very key as well. Okay, dope. One, one thing that artists always hit me up for, they like, yo, do you got playlists? How do you get on these playlists? Can you hook me up? Can you get me on this, uh, Northern Bars? Like, bro, I really don't have these connects, just to be honest with you guys. Just, you guys being there. I don't know these niggas. I don't know these people. Like, how do you get access to these people? I feel like there's, like, a barrier for artists to get access to, like, especially Northern Bars in Canada and these other playlists. playlists. They say, okay, great, you have to submit your songs about a week ahead on Spotify for artists and things like that, which probably, like, how long... You, like, what's the possibility for you to even get into these playlists if you have to, you know what I mean? Like, is there a way to connect with these uh, playlist curators directly? Is there like a portal? Is there like a website people could go to to pitch their music directly to them? Is there like a, 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 a site they could call, a phone number? Like, how do you go about that? Just, for, just to um, hear from you. Yeah, just like one of the links I put the Music Industry Connection, um, that's one of the... That's one of the websites that I've used in terms of getting playlisted. Okay. Um, there's a Spotify portal. Let me see if I can find it for you. Okay. Yo, this guy um, is a, a digital marketer guru. So make sure you guys take all these information down. You feel me? I don't know who else does these things. Who else know about these websites? So make sure you guys take all these websites down and actually use them. Like, don't just take them down just to take them down. Take them down and use them. Use them shits in your life, bro. Like, real shit. Let me know what you got. And shout out to everybody in the building right now. Slicks305, SB. SB, what's up? Shout out to him. He just pulled in. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody that take the time to come out to listen to this guy right there. I really appreciate it. It means the most. Because I'm trying to connect everybody with who's what, who's doing who in the industry. We got Steve Lobel coming soon in December. That's going to be crazy. I'm going to try to connect with other few people as well. I'm, I'm working on getting Dame, Dame Dash in. I'm working on getting some other Spotify curators too as well. So keep supporting the movement. I'm going to try to connect you guys as much as I can. So that's why I'm connecting with guys like this. Hopefully you'll be able to connect me with some other people so you guys can be plugged in as well. Okay, you added up there. Dope. Yeah. So, you know, that's a way to kind of Let me write you know, that reach. Yeah, because that connects to all the Spotify curators. Um, but like I said, they, they ask you a simple question on it too. Is your music on Spotify? So it's very, very key to make sure your music on Spotify first, at least that way you, when you send your message, um, they're able to kind of connect and get your music playlisted on the platform. Okay, dope, 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 dope. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing all these uh, websites, all these information. That's exactly what I wanted you to get it to, to, to what I wanted to do this whole seminar thing with you. Cause last time when I went to the seminar at Nia center, you mm -hmm. gave us all the gems, all the websites everywhere where you could go and do these marketing things. I'm like, damn, I really need you in here. Cause you give out information. Some people don't give out information, but you do, which I really respect. Yeah, we're, a we're a community. We got to stick together. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, I really on, respect you know, that. Cause you know, not to say, or else they're going to own it. The other people are going to own it. You know what I mean? So we got to figure out a way to kind of keep it in the family. You know, we can own it ourselves. We got to re retain ownership. You know what I mean? So Facts. the only way to do that is by sharing information and sharing what works. Facts. I really appreciate that. For real, for real. I really percent. Yeah, we got about 30 more minutes. So I'm, uh, I'm going to let you go in a few. So just to go on with my questions that I had uh, written down, right? Uh, yeah. 
question I wanted to ask you, like, what would you say is the most difficult part about being in A and R? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say it's the most difficult part is getting the other people to see your vision, see what they see that see what see to get them to see what you see. You know what I mean? Because some people may not you know take to what you're seeing or they may not take to the music that you love so it's it's i think that's the hardest part um what else i think working with an artist that doesn't get it or that doesn't that doesn't have the work ethic um you know because this is it's a game you know what i mean you it's a competition and you got to compete you know what i mean so if the artist isn't trying to play then it kind of sucks because there's nothing you can really do about it you know what i mean the yeah. The artist, the artist has to want to play. They have to want it. So I think the hardest part is just you know trying to get people to see the vision. You know what I mean? See what you see, because um, really it comes down to a lot of it comes down to numbers too. You know what I mean? And for a la- for a label to sign an artist, they got to see in certain numbers. You know, and some sometimes you'll get lucky and you know you'll find guys that won't sign an artist off of numbers and just straight raw talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of labels, they have to be able to justify, okay, well, why am I giving this guy 500000 Why am I giving this guy a million? You know, so I think it's very, very key um, to, you know, establish yourself as a business, put music out, because um, you can, you're able to have some leverage and show the label, all right, well, you know, this is what we did off a $10,000 budget. You know, it might not be a lot of money, but this is what we're able to do. And, you know, by using your budget with like over 500,000, this is how we'll be able to amplify it even more, you know? So the key word is to really, is to really invest in yourself, you know, when it comes down to it. But yeah, I think the hardest part uh, is just getting others to believe in what you see. Okay, dope. Uh, somebody just sent a message to the my community group because his phone mm-hmm. died. He, he was in the, he was in the, he was in the webinar. He said his phone died. He said, no it's like, can a man ask about booking agents? Any key points we should know about them? Um, booking agents, um, well, what exactly do they want to know? Like, at the end of the day, booking agents are, you know, they're kind of like A&Rs. Their job is to get you bookings. Mm-hmm. So if you're an artist that's doing well, um, you know, from a streaming standpoint, um, you know, you're doing well on the blogs, then they're going to be able to leverage that to find you bookings, you know? So... I think booking agents, there's a time and a place for that. Um, you know, when it comes down to artists, you know, bookings is going to get you paid. It's, it's another stream of revenue. Yeah, so it's very, sure. very important to get booked. Um, but I think, um, I think what's key is to, you know, set up your own tour. You know what I mean? If you're starting out, you know what I mean? And it's as simple as, like, I remember I set up a tour one to where all I did was we called local bars um and local um sorry like hotels and bars and you know lifestyle places where people go out to eat or go out to party and we asked them if they have a budget for live performances okay simple as that just a a simple question like write that down guys manager we talked to the manager and we said hey do you have a budget for um live performances and some of them will be very small like 300 some of them will be like you know large like a thousand but they'll be like okay well that's an opportunity for you to kind of create an opportunity for yourself or create a tour for yourself. And I remember I was able to set up a tour throughout all of Ontario, just off of calling general managers 
um, at different bars and restaurants across Ontario and wow. seeing if they had a budget to to pay the artists that I was bringing to them. Because when you bring them live entertainment, that's another source of entertainment for them. So they'll pay for that. Wow. You know what I mean? There's people out there that will pay for that. So that's an opportunity for you to get paid, for you to actually um, develop your live performance skills um, and actually, um, you know, build your career. Good, dope, dope. One question I went to ask, I didn't have that written down, so it's off, it's off the head right now. So, you know, no worries. Yeah, since we're just being like, since we're in COVID right now, artists are not doing shows. Just to follow up the questions, artists are not doing shows. Nobody's doing bookings. Clubs are not open, and things like that. What yeah. avenues do you have for artists? What ideas do you have for artists could do to kind of like start generating income besides streaming? Is there anything you feel like that artists could do, such as live stream uh, performances? What What do you think artists should be doing right now, even if it's not generating income, but mm-hmm. anything to just better themselves as an artist? What do you feel like they should be doing right now, doing this whole COVID pandemic that we're going through right now? Um, I think they should be figuring out ways to develop content. You know what I mean? Um, what type of content? Video content. Um, Anything that can help them go viral, photos, just anything that can ramp up to use for a part of their campaign. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where everyone's kind of on a pause right now, but that doesn't mean you should stop working. You know Facts. what I mean? So I think, um, you know, figuring out ways to create content is very key. Um, you have to figure out if you have the resources, if you want to be able to put, if you want to put on a live show, that's on you. You know what I mean? But it's going to give you an opportunity to really engage with your fans, an opportunity for you to build new fans. Yeah. Um, but if you're not getting paid for it, then that's one of those things where you got to measure that, right? Yeah. Um, what's your budget? It just comes down to what's your budget? What What can you do um, from this time period? Because you're not going to be able to receive that money back. Right now, the only money that you can receive now is through streaming. Okay, dope. You know also, I mean? Because, yeah. not good. Um, because you're not able to perform, you're not able to do shows. Yeah, you're no not bookings. able to do no bookings, you know what I mean? So artists, like, if you want to get immediate cash, the best way is through bookings. But right now, no one can do shows. So um, I think it's just coming up with content and figuring out a way to exploit that so you can make money back. Dope. And just to add on to that as well, so what I've been telling a lot of artists that have been reaching out to me to work, mm-hmm. uh, I've been telling them to build their website. You know what I mean? They build a little simple-ass website and... Yeah. start collecting some data you know what i mean mm-hmm. start collecting mm-hmm. some emails and i find that a lot of artists kind of like shy away from that because they want to focus mainly on their music because they don't have a team for that and i mm-hmm. tell them like oh it's really easy to make a website you could just just, just to give you guys a little trick just to give you guys a little gem since this guy been dropping <laughs> gems after gems <laughs> yo you could easily go on wix wix.com and create a simple ass artist website and the thing is they create that website just for you bro you could just tell them hey i want to create an artist website you'd be like ah, i want to shop i want to blog i want a music section and it will automatically create that shit for you just us being transparent and giving out the the, the knowledge that we know uh, go on wix.com you can easily create a website for yourself and just to add on what you were saying there's another opportunity for artists to make money right now that i've been tapping in myself which is merch Merch artists could be selling merch as well to make income, right? Mm-hmm. There's a thing called uh, there's different websites that that are out there 
where you don't have to print these shirts yourself. You don't have to make the shirts yourself. You don't have to go to the warehouse or to, to print them to invest. You don't even have to invest any money at all. The money that you probably have to invest is kind of like get a designer to make these designs for you and us being transparent as well. If you don't have a designer, you, you don't have a designs charging you hundred dollars. You're on a tight budget. There's a website called Fiverr. You could go on Fiverr.com. You could get a design done for at least $5, $10. You could get a, a design done very easy. And you could take that design. There's the next website called, because once you build that website, because that's what I've been able to do for a lot of artists. That's what I do for myself. That's why I sell a lot mm. of my merch, right? You, once you build your website on Wix, you, you could attach this platform called Printful. Printful is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a t-shirt uh, platform. They, they, they pretty much print your shirts for you and they ship their shirts for you. So as an artist, if you're going to drop an album, you're going to drop a single, what you got to do Instead of just relying on streaming money to come in, YouTube money to come in, bundle that t bundle that uh, that 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 single you're gonna drop an album, bundle it up with some merch, with some hoodies, with some fly ass shit that you find that your homies or your your, your people's gonna rock. You feel me? Bundle it up with some merch because if somebody buy a merch a, a t shirt for twenty dollars, that's better than getting point zero zero point one cents on a on a song. You feel me? Because you could get a thousand people listening to that song and you only getting like barely nothing you know but if you yeah. get a thousand people buying that merch and you're using printful and you add your profit on top let's just say you add a ten dollars profit that's better than nothing you know so get works make your own website attach the printful platform which is the t-shirt merch distribution attach that to your website go to fiverr get a get get some get a nice design done for like five ten dollars you don't even have to pay somebody a hundred dollars to make the designs you go on Fiverr. But if you have some designer from Toronto, they could do that for you. You know, if you got a designer from Toronto, they could do that for $100. Make some fly designs that you find that that's going to go viral. People are going to rock. What I'm trying to tell artists as well, if you're going to do merch, don't just do merch and just put your logo, put your name. Oh, damn, this guy, music. Nah, bro, you got to do some fly lifestyle merch. Do some shit like Kanye or whatever it may be, do some rockwear shit, some fly shit that you find that other people are gonna rock. People that's gonna rock it without even knowing your music. If you think your friends, your family gonna rock it without knowing your music, that's the type of uh, merch you need to put out. You know what I mean? Unless you build like a stupid community and you find that people just gonna rock your logo. But if not, then you gotta build like a, a, a dope design that people are gonna buy. And I find that me working with a lot of artists that try to come to me to do marketing, I tell them to do that and start collecting emails, a lot of artists, what they do when they do these posts or whatever it may be on Instagram, they don't, have a, they don't have a link in their bio to collect emails. And there's a next website that I use called JotForm. JotForm is really simple. You could just set it up yourself. I write it down in the message and you could just like, uh, you could just, uh, let me just unmute you. You could just like c collect emails and things like that. Let me just unmute you. X on mute. I don't know how you got mute. <laughs> you got oh, it? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so job form to collect your emails. Artists need to collect. Well, I, for me, just going to these seminars, for me, a lot of books and me working with a lot of artists, I find that work collecting emails, phone numbers, city, where the, where the person is from, like really help. Because if at least you know, 
if you got 50 people that's give you their phone numbers and emails, you know you have 50 people that's willing to buy your shit. Because if you drop an album and 50 people buy that album at $20 or buy that merch combo at $20 or or you could even make your merch more exclusive and sell like a hoodie for like $50 or $100. You know, you could profit that shit, make that shit super fly. You know what I mean? That's you making money off your music as an independent artist. And I find that merch bundling as an independent artist really works. And artists collecting emails and phone numbers in the city that the people's from really works as well. What's your take on that? No, that's thousand percent. Like, I think you have to create a call to action when it comes down to um, any post or any content that you use, you know what I mean? So collecting emails is very key. Um, figuring out a ways, like a lot of artists nowadays, they're sending, um, they're giving out their phone numbers. You know what I mean? You know, so, you know, right now we're in a world where, you know, you can buy something online very easily. So I think if you create a call to action where you're sending somebody to a landing page, it yeah. allows them to buy merch, it allows them to put their information, like the first, last name, email address. Um, I think it's very key in terms of finding out knowing who your customers are, you know what I mean? So, um, nah, a thousand percent, like I agree, you know what I mean? I think you definitely got to know who your customers are and that's going to allow you to retarget, remarket to them um, so that when you have a new album drop, you know, you're not worried about um, figuring out, okay, well, how can I make an extra thousand? If you already, I mean, you're, you're not worried about, you know, making extra how do I put it? Let's say you already made a thousand dollars last time. You know, okay, a thousand dollars is there waiting for you if you just do it right by putting out the right information in terms of um, whatever content it is you're trying to, you know, push or um, whatever product it is you're trying to sell. You know what I mean? So I think um, no, yeah, like having an email address. I mean, sorry, having an email database is very key. I personally use Mailchimp, um, but there's many out there that you can use, um, and just you know, coming up with creative ways to market your music. Um, so that, you know, the people that you actually have their contact information, they're in the know. Um, and I think from a fan standpoint, fans want to feel exclusive. So they feel good when they get new music, you know, in the beginning, um, you know, before anyone else can get it, you know. So if you're able to provide them certain exclusives, certain incentives, um, they're going to stay fans. So I think it's very key. Oh, dope, dope. Thank you for, thank you for adding that. Uh, I, I heard that you mentioned text marketing right uh mm -hmm. text marketing i've been trying to get in this whole text marketing myself as well but i haven't mm -hmm. found like a website like a a, a a like a website or even an app that i could use directly to do the, t the text marketing do you have something in mind that you mind sharing about when it comes to uh, text marketing? yeah there's one called superphone superfan superphone yeah i heard about that what is it ryan leslie that's starting that? Oh. Yeah, Ryan Leslie started that one. So he started that, uh, I think he started about like four or five years ago. Uh, and that's the one that a lot of artists are using right now uh, when it comes to SMS marketing. Yeah. Um, so I just, let me just share that within the group. Yeah, you added, oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Superphone.io. Um, yeah, it's an app that you should download. It's very, very cool. Um, mm -hmm. It allows you to kind of build um you know a subscription database when it comes to text messages so that's something you should check out so uh, so so what's your take on that when it comes to text text marketing and email marketing uh um i think you know as long as you're as long as the fans giving you their phone number then yo use it you know what i mean just don't be 
Um, don't abuse it though. You know what I mean? Because you know, you know, text messages is very, um, Trust very me, personal. I'm blocking them. I've been blocking numbers, so don't know. <laughs> if that's some shit I'm not trying to get into, don't know. Text me some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So just don't be annoying when it comes down to it. But like, you know, when it comes down to it, just you know, if they're giving you your phone number, then that means they're, they're an actual fan. You want to connect with them. They're dedicated. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, and you know, I think you know, I look at fans now as um, how do I put it? like your street team, you know what I mean? So it's an opportunity for you to, like back in the day, you used to have a street team. So labels would have street teams like all across different demographics, different states, different provinces. So you literally have street teams and they would go to different colleges and set up street teams there as well. So if you can set up a street team just through text messages, um, just to get the word out, I think that's very, very key. So um, as long as you don't abuse it when it comes down to text messages, um, nah, I think, Hey, if they give you your phone number, then give them exclusive access. Give them, you know, let them know, you know, when you have a new single out, when you have new merch, when you have a show in their city, um, and start building up your database that way. Dope, dope. All right, just move on to the next question I want to ask you. I'm just asking you questions like I was an artist, you know? I'm not yeah. an artist. You know, I live to, I live vicariously to these artists. Yeah, feel free. <laughs> yeah, so I want to ask, like, what's your take? Cause a lot of it's like a, it's a really it's a really taboo thing. What's your what's your take on artists paying for promo or even artists paying like a DJ to get on their mixtape or uh, things like that? Do you? I find that artists don't want to pay for anything, right? Mm. But they also don't want to like give any royalties off their music. It's like they want their cake and eat it too. So mm-hmm. what do you take on that? Like, how do you feel like that artist should move when it comes to like paying for promo or even giving like giving some royalties of their songs? What's your? I really want to know your take on that as a marketer. Um, honestly, you gotta pay to play. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I learned. You know, coming up in the game, you gotta pay to play. Um, so you don't have to necessarily directly, you know, pay for promo, but you know, take take the DJ out for dinner, you know what I mean? Like, build that relationship. It's not a relationship building. And to build this relationship, it costs money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're going to have to figure out a way to build that relationship. And if it means buying a gift, um, you know, the term is called payola, which I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but if it means that you got to, like, you know, take someone out to dinner or, um, I don't know, like, just figure out a way to build that relationship. But, you know, it's going to, come from the budget then you know that's what you gotta do you just gotta you gotta pay to play because someone else is doing it regardless yeah you know what i mean the late the labels do it too the labels, so, your labels hit me up all the time i i just had a label pay me like a stack just to promote some artists like you know what i mean they're doing it they they paying these blogs to promote their artists they, they yeah, pay so, radio stations all the time to run these music so exactly so, as an independent artist you gotta do it too because if you assigned to a label somebody else would be paid for it you know what i mean yep. So yep. you just gotta like within your budget, whatever you could afford. If you can't afford it, you can't afford. It. You can't. You just exactly. can't. Afford it. You gotta do it yourself. That's awesome. Exactly. Thousand percent. Yeah. So another question I have to ask you, like, because one thing I realized, right? They say we got Drake, we got The Weeknd, we got Tory Lanez, we got 88 Glam, we got like Pressa just popping in LA right now. Something mm-hmm. with Tony. Now we got like uh, Chromas that's gonna come up doing her thing. But I feel about the same time, I feel like there's so many artists in the city that's really buzzing, that's kind of like popping, such as my dude 2Ks, uh, you know what I mean? Smiley, you know, Smiley just got signed to Warner and mm-hmm. Spiffy as well. I, I keep up with some of these things, right? 
But what I'm wanting to know is so many dope artists in the city. What's stopping like these A&Rs or these rec league? Because I went on Warner, on Warner Music catalog, I mean, artist mm. roster, and I noticed mm. they only got like three hip hop acts. Mm. And I'm like, what right. the fuck? They got mm. LB Spiffy, and he got six buzz, who is not an artist, but mm. it's not him as an artist. And he got this other R&B artist. But there's so many other starving artists in the city that's looking for a come up, that's looking for a look, especially a lot of guys from Rexdale, a lot of guys from Jen and Finch as well. What I want to know, why these labels and A&Rs are not signing artists from Toronto? Is there like a black ball shit going on that I don't know about that's going on? Is there like, don't sign Toronto artists type shit going on? Like, I really want to know. You know, you know what? Like, I think through the grapevine, I think it just comes down to the artists and their team. You know what I mean? Labels want to invest here, but they want to invest in the artist's team as well. You know, so I think a lot of the artists don't necessarily have a manager that um, behind them or they don't have the infrastructure behind them. And I think that's what's kind of hurting the artists in terms of the opportunity to get signed because it's nothing yeah. to, it's nothing to be an artist nowadays. You can find a beat off YouTube. You know what I mean? You can register for Distributed TuneCore. You can go to the studio, record the song with your homies. You can upload it. You can get the hood to, you know, you can get the hood to support the video. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the, the song goes viral. But that doesn't mean anything if you don't have a solid team behind you. So I think a lot of the labels are just kind of weary because they don't, you know, they, they fly the artists up and then the, the artist is coming with their homie because I've seen it you know what I mean I've actually heard about it and you know that they fly the artists out to LA the artist is just bringing their homie the artist doesn't even have a manager the artist doesn't know anything about the business doesn't even know how to navigate like you know what I mean and then before you know the labels are kind of like ah, we don't know if we should invest the 500,000 into this new artist you know what I mean so I think the labels just want to make sure that their investment is in a good place mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just comes down to, and one thing that I'm going to work my, my work myself, I'm going to work hard as I can in terms of figuring out ways to nurture, like, you know, the, the manager, the up and coming managers and A&Rs, because I feel like artists in our city need that support. You know what I mean? And they don't know who to go to, you know, when it comes down to like management or when it comes down to like, you know, just an A&R to just help them navigate the industry. So I think, you know, that's very, very key right now. We have a lot of artists, we have a lot of producers, but we just don't have the infrastructure to support them. So, you know, it's, it's, it sucks to see because like, you know, Warner Music Canada should be signing a lot of artists because they own, the, they own the market share in the US. They have a lot of artists signed there, but it's crazy to see that there's not a lot of artists signed here in Canada. I was, I was shocked. I was really yeah. shocked. What, what, the reason why I wanted to ask that, and I, I find that really shocking. I'm like, I'm just like, and the reason why I've been going really hard to do the things I'm doing, such as the billboard thing I just did. Actually, mm-hmm. I just realized, like, like what the hell is going on in this city? Like, why nobody's doing shit? Like, nobody's, like, OIP to Houdini, Smoke Dog, and Bully, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, these guys were, like, money makers. How come nobody put a bag, find $8,000 in these guys, and move them from the city, move them, put them, like, uh, put them somewhere else, and kind of, like, put the, some bag in their pockets and, and, yeah. and bought some music? And I, and I was like, yo, Houdini was the, the number... Before R.I.P. Houdini, before he passed away, he was the number one stream artist in the world. Mm-hmm. The number one stream artist. You mean to tell me there's no label in in the world in Canada could have offered him a million dollars? No, you mean if everything is about numbers, this guy was the number one stream artist. So what, what what's, what's the problem? 
Because when Drake got signed, there was no there was no streaming shit. There was MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you know, I I don't know. It's tough, man. It's a tough one. It's, and tough it's not one, like man. the guy had issues from traveling Canada to the states. The guy was in LA all the time. You feel yeah. me? So I find like I find a lot. I find like the in- industry here like everybody just be watching like what's going on like we'll stop watching mm. and start signing and start putting some bags it's like damn i gotta find these bags myself and then put some bags in these young niggas pockets it's like shit yeah. i gotta hit up so can and get me a million dollar deals their jobs man like uh, it's pissing me off it's really pissing me off because i see that yeah these niggas be crying these artists are crying for like help they're like damn somebody saw me i've been putting music out for 10 years nobody's looking mm. up for me like my nigga Biz Lo got locked up, he, cause the nigga don't got no opportunities. Yo, I had to give the man some bread to do some tape, make tape with him. Like, why nobody's put bread in this young nigga's pocket? His streaming, the numbers is there. His YouTube mm. is up there. It's just I find I find like there's a disconnect with the industry and in, in the Canadian artists in the city now, and it, and it's pissing me the hell off. And it's like. I don't know where to find the money. If I had the money, I do my, I do this shit my damn self. I, if I come up with a billion dollars, I start signing these young niggas my damn self. That's disconnect. Cause niggas are losing their life. This is a serious matter. You know what I mean? This is not a joke. This is not like, oh yeah, we wait to see his numbers. The numbers is there right now. Like this makes mm. some shit happen. Let's plug him in. So shout out to to whoever signed Elby Spiffy, whoever signed Smiley Swagger. Right, this guy signed as well. So shout out to mm. these whoever did these deals. I like that. I like seeing these things, you know, because actually they're giving these young niggas some opportunities, but there's way more. You feel me? Oh, for sure. For sure. I think Toronto is, in a, is, is going into a good place. Hopefully this COVID thing lets up soon. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I just think we just got to educate the artists um, and just set the foundation properly because a lot of artists, you know, they have the opportunities to get signed, but their business isn't right. You know what I mean? So I think it's very, very key to get your foundation set up properly. You know what I mean? Get your split sheets right, set up your business, set up your company, corporation, um, and partner with these labels because they want to work. They want to work with these artists, but if they don't believe in, you know, the team, then they're probably not going to put the bag up. Okay, say less. All right, we about to wrap, wrap up this webinar. I got one more question for you before I let you go, before I let everyone go. I've been asking you guys to send your questions. <laughs> you guys haven't been seeing your questions, so I'm about to ask you this one last question. Sure. So what message or advice would you like to share with everyone? Like today, like anything you want to tell them to focus on, like what advice you want to tell everyone here? Like what, what, like even like, what like secrets you want to put on in the chats? Like, let us know. Yeah. Um, shoot. Um, I guess my advice is, you know, don't take it personal. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like what we were saying before, like, you know, sometimes, you know, the time might not be right, you know, and you when it comes down to your music, when it comes down to your career. Um, so just don't take it personal, just stay positive, um, positive vibes only. Um, you know, make sure you always maintain your network, always nurture your network, you know, check in, you know, when it comes down to it, because this is a small community, regardless of what you think. It's a very small community. Yeah. The ones who are like the ones who are in it, it's a very small community. So you know, make sure you always check in, see how people are doing because, you know, you never know what people are going through at the time. Um, and, you know, one last thing is just never give up. Never give up. Like, there's artists that have been in the game for 20, 30 years and they get that one hit and their whole life changes. Thanks. You know what I mean? And it's all worth it. So, you know, you know, one thing I could say is just just never, ever, ever give up. And yeah, that's, that's, that's my word. 
Ah, say less, say less. Yo, I appreciate you pulling in, doing this webinar with us. You know what I mean? It's sad that we couldn't do it some live so you could feel the energy from the people. You know what I mean? It's sad that we had to do it this way, but like, we, yeah, we still got to innovate and do what we, whatever we got to do. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you coming in. Shout out to all the 16 people that's in here. I appreciate you guys taking the time to come in and check out Michael. Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram and also take down all the information that he's sending in the chat, the websites and everything. And I also just started a new uh, platform for like A&R's uh, industry professionals like him on my website, upnext.com. So let's just say you wanted a one-on-one -on -one consultation with, uh, with Michael, just go on my website, book a consultation where I'll be able to set you up with a hour consultation with him. So I appreciate everybody for coming in. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good night. All right. All right, later, bro. Y'all take care. All right, take care. Bless Peace. up.